I am unashamed. What about you? When, when the family structure goes into the vacation stage, I begin to pull back, pull back and say... Why is that? Do you think there's some kind of childhood memory or... No, I'm just knowing when they all get gone, going to the vacation spot hours away, uh, that there will be peace and tranquility where I am. <laughs> so depressing. Uh, the babies won't be squalling and people out there and they're getting sand on the orifices of their body and the heat's burning them up and uh, you're running low on keeping your body from being just scorched. Yeah. Uh, you know. Uh, what so about I, the half-naked women? Let, don't the half-naked women. It, it's just this side of hell is where what's fixing to take place. <laughs> And uh, I, I don't go on the vacations. I just stay stay away. And uh, old Dan, he, he cleans the house up, you know, while everybody's gone. So and, you're actually taking a vacation from the yeah, family while we're just on vacation. Just highlighted the by peace and tranquility and loud <laughs> laughter and people having fun. I'm for it, but, but, but if you do that for a week, you're saying, boy— I'm, I'm, I'm ready for this vacation to end. It just shows you that within a functional family, you have to overcome a lot of dysfunction in personalities <laughs> and likes. and to, It's just the know. loudness of it all. That I like it for a day or two, but, but this thing drones well, on for a week. I, I don't know. I'm like, you know. Well, that's that's interesting, Dad, because I, I always wondered, because for a while we, like, felt bad for you. Like, you know, we were leaving you behind. It's like home alone. No, and never so, think. No, this is not well, a Well, now I know. This is, you're getting f your fill time. This is just, this is you mm -hmm. being you. What's and, and what did old nobody's boy, there to bother. What did old boy and uh, <laughs> and, uh, and that Western say, they, that old guy said, oh, uh Wyatt Earp said, you know, we're, 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 we're going, we're, we're leaving. He said, well, bye. <laughs> That's that was so curly deal. I'm just sitting in my old chair and they all begin on the final load it all up. I help them with it. You know, they got two or three people loading the suitcases and all that. And I'm thinking in my yep. mind, well, bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, Phil, you think it's that bad. Look, I got an itinerary of of how which vehicles are taken at what time. I know. And I was, I said, well. That's what I'm saying. Because Missy's like, well, I have to go. We have to do this on the way. So we're taking a different vehicle. You're going by yourself on this day, whatever. It was a different day. And I was looking at all this. I said, why, why, you're making this too, let's just go together. And no, no, because you have to give Jay and Anna a ride back. I'm going because, because, uh, she's getting Karina. She's our, going to our, see the grandbaby. Well, and I well, she's Karina is, uh, graduating college, which is great. And so she's going to the graduation. Oh, I got you. And, uh, yeah. And so, you know, that's a million miles away. And so once I heard the story involved, but it made a very complex scheduling. I'm like whenever you're having to write all this down and then expect me to remember or follow this. And she said, well, that's why I wrote it down for you. So you'd be aware of how the logistics of the vacation is happening. I started out my, when they all were gone, old red, the redneck came down and, 
he didn't catch any fish on his vacation up there on Darabone Lake. He caught a few, but not many. I said, look, I've got one net out there. I said, it needs to be run. Let's go out there. And I said, I'll give you whatever ops you want, and I'll keep the rest of them. It had five or six, I don't forgot, five or six ops. No big ones, up to about four or five pounds, and about five or six blue cat. I threw the blues back. I had him run the net. I had a boat, you know, like I'd done many, many years before. I said, Borg, I said, Red, I'm glad I'm not doing this for a living. I said, all I want is a fish fry today. So I celebrated by catching me an op, fresh one, cut him up, deboned him, had it all right there. So the crowd was gone. I went in there and mealed my catfish, had a little lone catfish. I had old Red there. He said, I got these, thank you for the cat. I gave him about four of them, throw the rest in the river. I kept one to eat. I'll run it again in about three or four days. So Said, well, bye, and then yep. moved on. Fish fry. <laughs> <laughs> Phil just being Phil. There was no uh, well, one there. Well, that makes me feel better. A few years ago, I had this idea, Dad, because I was, like, thinking you were missing us and, like, you're missing out. And so I told mom, I was like, now, mom, you know, the only way we could ever get dad to go down with us when we go down to the beach is I could probably find a place for him to speak, you know, because if he, if he's, if you, you know, get a situation where he preach the gospel, he he would go. And so I I told her that I told her, I said, so you want me to see if we can line that up and maybe he'd just come for a day or two. And she said, no, this is my vacation from your daddy. (laughs) i'm letting my mind go down to to in just go down to a place where i've never ventured before but the idea of you walking down a beach is a scary thought that yeah. might scare beachgoers and vacationers yeah and, that, and i don't want to go through that yeah because you that would be scary looking could you could you imagine Dad in a pair of swimming trunks, Jay's? No, I'd pay. Shirt. There's no amount of money that I wouldn't pay to see it. <laughs> it's just, it's just I, 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 I'm just not into it. Yeah, I got it. We've we've dealt with it and moved on. Uh, we could do some fishing or something. Jay's about Jay is about halfway like Dad. No, no, I, we're I'm fishing. Barely... Yeah, we're fishing. This even time. Jesus, even Jesus, being God in flesh. Uh, quite often he would gather up his little crew and they would move back up in the in the brush, whatever. Quiet yeah, but place. that Sea of Galilee, look, it, it it's I mean he hung out around the beaches of the Sea of he Galilee. Did. I mean I don't know if you call it a beach, but it had beach tendencies and I can I could envision that. Well I'm excited about so we'll be doing Jason when when you get down next week when we record our podcast, um You'll be me and you and Zach all here because Zach's coming down there separate oh, from so us, but they're having a. So we're doing so the. So we'll all. Yeah, yeah, we're doing it from there. Okay. Well, we did that we'll one year. So, yeah. 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 Okay. We did it from the. Except this year. And so, Dad, you'll be there in our studio uh, riding solo and we'll be zooming into you. But we had uh, uh, a guy that, Dad, you did his podcast recently. His, his name is Andy Andrews. And um, for the listeners out there, if you've never read any of this guy's stuff or heard of him, you need to check him out. Really good. He's a great writer. And Lisa and I had read his stuff years ago. And then we met him 
um, at a couple of the events down here. And Dad, you met him as well. You he was on our podcast. You, you no, were you were on, on his, his podcast. It was real memorable when you for were, you. Was it? <laughs> well, well Dad. the fact that you don't remember, I was making a joke. <laughs> well, I did. Yeah, about, Dad, it was very memorable. You loved it. When my last book came out, I did about thirty-five, maybe, of oh, in, interviews, and uh, you know, a lot of times you're giving interviews, and your the thesis you're presenting over and over and over is there is an evil one, but I stress the other side. Loving God and loving each other, that was basically the foundation of everything I said. Yeah. When someone, if it was a telephone call type deal where there's no camera on you, I got my Bible pulled right up in front of me, and I'm talking to them on the phone like this, and I'm looking down. I made it a policy, all 35 interviews. I answered any question that they came up with, any question, that they, it's uncanceled is the name of the book. I, yep. would, I would answer every question with a Bible verse. I, they would ask a question, and I'd be quick enough, and I'd get it, and, and I'd look, to, look down a little bit, and I would read the verse. And then they'd add, they would say, I never thought about that. I was just giving Bible verses one after the other. By the way, yeah, I, I got quite I a substantial uh, mail. I was just looking at some of them. Most of it goes to North Carolina uh, with, with Gordon and them. But I, ju I just noticed many of them said, you know, I really, I really thank you for giving every answer with a Bible verse. Because I didn't want them saying, well, there's some old guys hollering. I just give them a Bible verse. It's a good philosophy. And let them argue with yeah. the Almighty. I just, Bible verse, Bible well, verse. in your defense, look, we we do hundreds of interviews. And back during the coronavirus, I did at least 100 kind of Q&A group sessions, mainly with young people. So I wasn't, I wasn't making fun of you. It, you know, it's hard for people to get their head around when they say, you remember that time you came down here and spoke or, you know, you no. It, it's just after a while, so right. you've done so many, it, you forget the times, places, That's dates right. and, and nature. Well, what struck me about, so we're going to use uh, Andy. I talked to him yesterday and uh, we're going to, he, he's going to let us use the studio podcast studio while we're down there, which was very nice because it's hard. Like if I'm here in front of the computer like today, it's pretty easy for one person. But does the he live on the beach too, too? Yeah, yeah, he has a place down here. Yeah, uh, but the name the name of his podcast is what struck me, Dad. It's a cool name. It's called the Professional Noticer. That's the name of his podcast. <laughs> the Professional Noticer. What does he notice? The Professional Noticer. He notices everything. That's why he's uh -huh. like, when he writes his, his books are just very well thought out. And he's, he's a great guy. So I'm kind of pumped about, you know, not only us doing the podcast there, but getting to know him a little bit better. So I'm sure we'll, we may be on his podcast. That's too. funny. Yeah, but it was good. So, yeah, we got that to look forward to, which will be great. So we'll be we'll be coming from the from the beach uh, doing our podcast, so we look forward to that next week. I'll give you a fishing report because we're planning on fishing because the wind's not going to be terrible. I don't know the yeah. seaweed situation. Is there seaweed washing up on the bank? Well, no, I hadn't seen okay, any. Okay, good. Well, are you fishing the cert? You're fishing off the beach? Is yeah, we the will. We'll fish off the beach and we'll, we'll go out 
probably one or two days. So I've learned a little bit about it, Jay. So the pompano is the best eating fish, and you and Jay uh, caught some of those. A oh, we years did, ago. but I think we're at the tail end of that. But we're going to try. Yeah, them. it, it we're ends gonna in May. Yeah. We're going to try yeah. the pompano, and we'll try the uh, the redfish. I think Jay's redfish. going on a red snapper day. I, I get when I get too far from the bank, I get that. Uh, I get that. Motion, motion sickness or what it's not worth it. i'd rather stay up where i can see the bank and catch big reds or the pompano yeah stone brought uh speckled trout that they caught uh they got some on the shrimp boat they they yep, had some, i was in on that i was going to share that one fresh day shrimp i mean right off the boat and a big ice chest full of i mean they were fine shrimp oh they were i i I ate them at least. And oysters. He had oysters, shrimp. I got that oysters. Speckled trout. It I was passed quite... on the speckled trout. I went oysters and shrimp, and I ate yep. probably six meals over that. Yep. It was really good. <laughs> what about, do you, do you bring any of that fantastic boudin back? Cause, no boudin. I mean. It was a seafood. A guy, yeah. Was okay. seafood. There's a guy down there that makes the best. He's in, from Venice, and he makes the best boudin I've ever had. That's something that really came out of Lake Charles. Smoky. Well, the it next time really you good. get that, Al, I'm in. One of the guys it. I baptized sent us, sent brought gifts, and he brought boudin, and uh, a substantial amount, by the way. But boy, that that was some fine boudin. So for our listeners to find boudin, yeah. So boudin is like a it's typically rice. A, a rice and meat sausage that yep. they make down south. The reason this one from Venice is is unique is it doesn't it has just a little bit of rice and it's more, way more meat than rice. Because mm-hmm. sometimes that, you know, I don't like it when it's too much rice. I'd, I'd rather have it a little more meaty. Yep. But it it's they smoke it and it just has the most wonderful flavor. I mean, it is really really good. And um, this guy from Venice that where Jay brought that back from before, uh, he's he he enters contests all across South Louisiana because you know. The Cajuns are serious about the boudin making, and mm-hmm. uh, and he typically wins every time he um, gets in one of those contests. Is what they make the best, like, the best, the yeah, best. South Louisiana, really I love it. Now, see if you I read, I go- I googled this. Hang, hang on, Jace. Let's take a break. So we have a great uh, company uh, that's one of our sponsors, American Home Shield. And they help for people like us who can't do a very good job on fixing things ourselves. So you know, you get that dryer that won't dry, you get the AC that won't cool. You, you have to have somebody, and that's what they do. If they can't repair the covered item, they'll replace it, uh, which is really great. They've been in this a long time, 50 years. Um, their coverage is available no matter how old your system or your appliances are. Uh, and also, they got $50 off for the listeners of our podcast, which is really good. So uh, a lot of people are like us, and, and you need that protection. And so American Home Shield is the place to help you. Keep your home up and running and your budget on track with American Home Shield. So right now, Unashamed listeners can take $50 off their most comprehensive plans ever. Go to ahs.com slash fill to save that 50 bucks. That's ahs dot com slash fill fifty dollars off any plan service freeze limitations and exclusions apply see their plan for details that's a good good idea if you read the definition it says a french type of blood sausage yeah i'd heard that before uh, I, I don't know well that... i think that is part of it but i stay away from that but if you go on down to an alternate, 
It is a traditionally a blend of cooked pork, rice, onions, peppers, and seasoning stuffed into a sausage casing. Yeah. That's what we're that, that's yep, what excited we're about. Although right. boudin makers today sometimes get creative with unusual fillings like seafood. Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> Man, they make me hungry now. No, I, know, I love that boudin. I do too. And they got the little store down the road, Jay's makes those boudin balls. Do you ever eat those? Yeah, they... awesome. Oh, they're, they're tasty. So we're looking forward to it. See you. In the meantime, I think this chapter the three is the first four verses is a little difficult, especially for someone new to the faith to get their head around. But when you... When you realize what the first two chapters he's gone through about putting the focus on Jesus because of his supremacy and then our yep. participation via surrender in that. And, you know, they had these people coming in with these deceptive philosophies based on human traditions and basic principles of the world rather on Christ. That's in two eight. And he reaffirms about what we have in Jesus and our participation, the freedom that comes with that. We're freedom from the rules and regulations, kind of the opposite of what a lot of religions teach. So you got to remember that just because a church teaches something doesn't necessarily make it true, especially if they're not focused on Jesus. It would be very, very uh, hard to do to grasp what happens at baptism, which we covered in some podcasts. We did two podcasts. Because here he begins, you've been raised with Christ. You're like, do what? I was going to make that same point. And then you died. You say, say what? And your life is now hidden with Christ in God. So if you hadn't read uh, the previous verse in 2, 11 and 12 about your sinful nature being cut away and baptized, you would never understand what he's talking about. Yeah, exactly. How in the world can you be raised? You know, when he said in Christ, all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. And you got to remember that's in two nine, but he had, he had also said in one twenty seven that the mystery of godliness is that Christ is in you, the hope of glory. Yep. So he gets to two eleven, and he says in him, you, you had your sinful nature circumcised, not with the, the, he wasn't referring to the physical nature of circumcision that happens to a male, but with the circumcision done by Christ, verse 12, having been buried with him in baptism and raised with him through your faith and the power of God, yep. who raised him from the dead. He also says in 13, the second part, God made you alive with Christ. So when he gets to chapter three, verse one, there's no doubt in my mind he's referring to that occurrence when he says, since then, you have been raised with Christ. No now, doubt look, about it. No doubt. I'm saying that only because when you go read the majority of commentaries, they're not, they don't believe that. So, look, everybody's entitled to their opinion. I could be wrong, but it seems like that fits in what he's saying since you've been raised with Christ. Now what? It's no different than the last podcast I shared, the guy that you baptized this past Sunday from there, because he was asking me questions. You know, because what here's what happens in, in real life. Th- this old boy, you know, he told me a story. And look, he's had a rough life, made a lot of bad decisions. He's he's always had a belief in God, but 
you know, he just, he hadn't surrendered. He hadn't pursued Jesus in a, in a meaningful way based on God's pursuit of him, I guess. And so he does, but you know, he said, you go back home, you're still married. You still have the conflicts. You know, he's got three potential teenagers coming up here and he's just like, man, it's you, you and basically paraphrasing what he said, you think this is going to take away all your problems and you go right back. It does. Well, it does, but then you go right back to your real life, and the same set of circumstances that you were struggling with, they're still there. Oh, yeah. They didn't go anywhere. So we, we, we had a lot of conversations about that, but I think that's a good way to lead into this because he's going to get to these two things about getting rid of something because you just got rid of your old self. But this is going to be a continual occurrence in your Christian life. You're constantly going to be trying to put to death something, and then you're going to try to emulate something. It's a lifestyle you're, change. Which, which is why I, I portrayed that in, in one of the podcasts a couple of weeks ago, that Jesus, he calls you from something and to something. The best defense is a good offense because it always coincides in Jesus. The more you're out there trying to be like Christ in the world and being aggressive in your faith and doing acts of mercy and, and ministry, well, the less cutting up you're doing because you're preoccupied with the holiness of God. You know, we're the called out. Members of the church are we're called to do something. We're yeah. set apart for a specific task. While you're there, one of the things that's mentioned in your rehabilitation from the old ways to the new one rage, malice, slander, get rid of all these things, and filthy language from your lips. Somebody showed me a little clip of some guy who's got a podcast, but when he started adding the F word in his conversation on air and with a mic, the, the, the F word kept coming up out of his lips, and he was, in my mind, was destroying the very thing he was trying to get across. I mean... He he's yeah. grown man, 50, 60 year, fifty probably sixty year old, and he's throwing the f word. He ought to know better. Well, I'm just listening to him, and I thought, you know, the, you know, whoever handed it to him, I said, this guy is a real one sharp dude. But after listening to him, if, if it had not been for the interjection of the f word, I said, what good would that yeah. do your 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 little thesis and what you're talking about? Why? Why, why would yeah. you mix that in there? So it was just a turnoff. It's 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 not spiritually healthy to throw word filthy language from your lips. So yeah. and and those are the well, elementary we... things that when you're taking a stand and you're beginning your walk with the Lord Jesus, you say, I mean, what you what comes out of your mouth? They don't realize it's coming from out of their mind, their heart, their head. Yeah. They put all that in there, and this is the crossover. It takes time, like Jay said, and it's a, it's a. You're entering a new way of operating on your behavior, how you walk, and what you say. And well, leave, and it's leave a, the it's filthy a, language out. And that's why Jesus referred. Remember, he said, "Pick up your cross daily." With the kind of the idea is that even though you 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 put the old man to death. 
and that's a that's a life change. But then really you have to live sort of that daily thing every day, and which is the whole point of this text. I mean, it, he says, remember, set your mind on things above, set your heart, you know, above everything is like you have to start thinking and doing and participating in heavenly type activities as opposed to just the stuff here on earth. And, and the difference is from that, your your start after your spiritual death and your spiritual resurrection in the eyes of God, and in this particular case at the that baptism, you begin this walk and it's gonna take time and you're you're thankful that Jesus is there to remove your sins as you beginning your walk. He's there to not count those against you. It's, it's all yep. in the heart. So the change begins to occur, and you look up in a decade, and you say, man, I, I used to have a lot of filthy language coming out of my lips, but uh, I don't do that anymore. I, I, yeah, I, and a lot of times I got used to will... not inter interjecting, you know, funky words. Yeah. Well, I mean, he Jay, listed. Well, Jay's made a good point, too, because you think about it, whatever you're biggest struggle was coming into Christ is probably going to be a lifelong struggle. Probably. That's so correct. For a lot of people, you know, it'll, it'll kind of rare up at some point when you're in a weak moment, that's how the evil one will try to get you back. We were talking before we came on air about a, a dear friend of ours who had gotten in trouble when he was a young man and went to prison uh, for drugs and selling drugs and then he then he came out of that. He got married. He had a family and was doing great. And then the evil one worked his way back into his life, and and now he's done it again. And he's probably going to spend the rest of his life in prison. And we're all heartsick about it. But I just thought about this idea that usually whatever it is that was your life struggle coming in is probably going to be what you have to face again in your darkest and hardest moments. And that's why you got to be ready for that. Yeah, that's why when I told you you give answers from the Bible. Because right before the last part of chapter two, since you died with Christ to the basic principles of this world, why as though you still belong to it, do you submit to its rules, man-made rules? Don't handle, don't taste, don't touch, all the They're all destined to perish with use because they're based on human commands and teachings. They do have an appearance of wisdom, self-imposed worship, false humility, harsh treatment of the body, but they lack no value in restraining sensual indulgence. I mean, that's a yeah. that's a good thing to remember. If these worldly things, you say, no. Well, I think yeah. people under... Hey, hang on, Jace. Let's take a break. I think people under the illusion that you can just coast as a follower of Jesus, there's no coasting. If you're not putting on the new self, the old self quickly emerges. It resurrects, that's right. You, you can't, there's just no, there's no fence. God has removed it through your faith in Jesus, but that's all you've known up to 28 years or however old you are. But you say you build a track record. Well, all of a sudden to interject Jesus in the middle of your track record, you, oh, I remember having you I walk to a different drum beat is what he's saying. I was trying to encourage right. a brother one time. I remember we were having a conversation just one on one. And, you know, you're trying to figure out what the problem is here. And he's like, well, I've just been riding the uh, riding the fence for the last few years. And I said, yeah. well, there's no fence in the church. 
It was in he his said, mind. He said, do what? I said, you're in the wrong pasture. You, there is no fence. You're either on or off. Now, you can, in your mind, justify, you know, showing up. Well, I just showing up, that anybody can show up. You can go grab somebody off the street and put them in there. That, that means absolutely nothing. But because he starts off talking about your heart and in your mind. I was like, that's rationalization, idolatry, but there's no fence. You, you're either... In Jesus, and you're putting on the new self. Because if you don't, if you just try to coast the old self, that's why he says in that verse 10, you have put on the new self, which is being renewed. Yeah. It's God continually being renewed. Well, what if it's not being renewable? Renewed. It's getting old. Back that's to the right. old self. I mean, th this, right. is a, this is a moving a thing that's moving on. That's why it gives you right. two huge lists. And they team they tend to go together. When you're the old self is going on, it becomes contagious. You know, if you're being immoral and, and you're breaking down the family structure or you know, you betray your wife and what happened, well then you're angry and you know it I've been the, there. It snowball. Everything snowballs. Then you're you're like, What do I do? Well, I'll go get drunk so I don't have to deal with all the issues I got. Well, then you get drunk, and then you're mad. Then a fight breaks out. Well, now the police show up. Well, now we're in jail. And you're like, well, I just don't know what happened. You know, I was riding the fence one day. No, is it, you, we went down the wrong path, wound up in the wrong pasture, and the old self has, you know, come out. I mean, it's not a lot of people have trouble talking about this because they you get into this issue of once saved, always saved. And but that's right. God's perspective. And we don't we, we can't see that. I mean, I got a clear yeah. passage in verse five. I mean, we're going to talk about one through four in more detail. But verse five, it says, put to death that there, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature. Well, that's going to be an active thing. You've already been raised with Christ. Why is he saying put to death? You're like, well, I just did. But it's a daily thing, and then put on the new self, verse 10. So verse that, 7, you used to walk in these ways in the life you once lived, but now you must rid yourselves, and the list goes on. Well, let's get into the 1 through 4, because I think it is hard to wrap your head around. I have a parallel text that I think goes with that, which I know we're going to study Hebrews next. Yeah, I've, got, I've got one, too. But I wanted to read... So you have Hebrews 3, 1, who, who does the same similar thing as what Colossians does in that it gives you a picture of the supremacy of Christ. For instance, chapter 1, it says, he's now spoken, in verse 2, he's now spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed heir of all things, and through him, through whom he made the universe. Well, he addresses the same thing in Colossians 1, 15 and following, and John 1. Right. The Son is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. Same, same image you get from Colossians 1. After he provided purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven and he became as much superior to the angels. And you remember in the church at Colossae here, there was worshiping some of them angels. worshiping angels. You know, they had yep. the wrong order of things. But right. in chapter three, he makes really the same 
admonition, as you see in Colossians 3, because he says, therefore, holy brothers who share in the heavenly calling, fix your thoughts on Jesus. And I've always thought that in Hebrews 3, I thought, you know, if there is a God, which we believe there is, you would need a way to God and you would need a word from God. You would need to know, how do I get there? And what do you want me to do? And he kind of sums that up in that admonition of fixture thoughts on Jesus when he says we have a heavenly calling. I mean, he's calling us heavenly, and he has yeah. a purpose for us here. So the, the question becomes, well, how do I fix my thoughts on Jesus? How do I set my mind on things above when I've never been above? I've never seen Jesus, nor have I been above. I've never seen heaven. How do I do that? I think that's the question that we need to discuss. Yeah, and he also says it again later in Hebrews 12 when he said, fix your eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of your faith. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Which again, you think about that, how, how can you, you can't see him. He also in says of, in Hebrews 13, put your feet where Jesus his feet was when he says, let us go to him outside the yep. gate. That's in Hebrews 13. Yep. He's like, you go where Jesus went. And you're like, well, how do I go where Jesus went? Does he want me to take a trip to Israel? Which I did, but I don't think that's exactly <laughs> what he was saying. He was more saying in the world, you be Jesus because Christ is in you. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Because because we are his body. Let's, let's take a break. Because in, in a lot of passages, Paul says that we are his body on earth and, and he's our head in heaven. And, and yet we're all interconnected and we're in him. It's like that verse, Chase, that's in verse two uh, that you mentioned. Oh, no, it's verse three of, of three Colossians. For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. Now, that's an interesting, an interesting statement. Yeah. How, how is your life statement. hidden in with Christ in God? My, my take on that always has been is you can imagine Jesus now is, is glorified, glorified flesh. You know, he, when he raised here, he went back bodily. And so, you know, every time Jesus is looked upon, he is our representative in heaven. So when any, whether it's the evil one, the father, whoever, when you see Jesus, he sees us if we're in him. So we're hidden in that, in that. See what I mean? I mean, we're still living our life down here. We're still setting our minds on things above. We're still struggling. We're still trying to do the right thing. But from God's perspective, if we're in Christ, he's like, he's got you covered. You know, I say, I've That's always you thought, want to be. yeah, I agree with that, but That's I've always take. thought a little more practically just in my own personal life. I just thought if people looked at me, they're not, they're not putting two and two together like, especially people in the world who doesn't acknowledge Christ. They just see some guy builds duck calls, hangs out in the outdoors, you know, likes to have a good time, you know, loves LSU baseball, whatever they come up with <laughs> that I do. But they don't really, because my life is hidden in Christ. They're not, if you don't acknowledge that he's real, then you're not acknowledging that the reason people are the way they are is because of Christ. 
because the number one reason on on why I am who I am is because of Jesus. Yep. But and, and it's also a protection angle. It because you can't get at me and destroy me, even if you kill yeah. me, because I'm hidden in Christ. So I've always viewed that. It's hard to explain because they're like, well, yeah, I can kill you. No, you can't. You think you will. But they thought they killed Jesus, too. What did they miss? They they missed that he was what was hidden to them is that he was the creator of the universe of which you can't kill. It's impossible for him to die. Now, even if you read that, it's still hard to get your head wrapped around it. Which is why I believe we're the most powerful people on the planet, spirit-filled people, and we're indestructible because we're actually hiding in church buildings and in communities and in houses. Because how would you know, if you were going to destroy all Christians, how would you know where they were? How do you really know? Because it's, it's, it's done through faith. They'll think, well, I'll just pull up in a church building. Well, that don't mean much. You, you know, half of them might be... Well, where do you go when the <clears throat> you don't have church buildings are outlawed by the government? Exactly. China, for example, we're hidden. We're 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 you you can't find us, and yet we're being aggressive. We're being out there. That that's the reason yeah, they can't you, get rid of it. Exactly. You can't. You get, can pass as a government. You can pass all the laws you want on trying to outlaw faith, but you can't stamp that out. Can't nope. stamp it out. It's actually <laughs> so brilliant. That if you were the creator of the universe and you were going to come up with some group but protect them, this would be the way to do it through faith because you could never actually hem them up in one place or know for certainty which ones were legit. Plus, there's something so simple as uh, that you'll you'll know when you're looking for them and can't find them if you want to destroy them. And you say, well, where where do you look? You look to find the ones who love one another. And they're like, That's it. wait a minute here. Wait yeah. a minute. But these, they don't these, do these, that, Phil. They e- don't. Even <laughs> the, the, the sorriest, low-down killers there are in government, rigged up communism, Satanism, all of that, you say, find the ones who love one another. And you, you, you That's find, them. And you found you know, them. That's weird. I was going to say the same well, thing. I was like, you don't go to a church building. You go to love gatherings. Where people, because that's what Jesus said. That's how people will know you. And if you don't have someone, or as or one or two, or as a group, who do not follow the Lord Jesus faithfully, uh, in today's culture, no matter what country you're in, when you search for those individuals, you say, "I, I hate to say this, but there's they say seven, eight billion of us. Well, out of that many, Jace." Uh, it's it's hard to spot as you go through and you meet with them. The only way you can find out about them is bump into them, and they yeah. hear they hear the message on why this is why I operate like I operate. But it'd be hard to hem them all up. Can't find them. <laughs> I like it. Now man. that's that's a that's an interesting thought though, Jess. I hadn't really thought about it from that perspective. But but when you were talking about that. I was thinking about, I remember when dad talks about, and and I have a similar, dad and I were both, you know, prodigals at one point in our life where you left the godly 
and you ran with, as dad would put it, or you, you were surrounded yourself by ungodly people and, and you were a part of them. I mean, you weren't any better than they were. And, but when you came out that, and same with me, I hid out for a pretty good period of time I did the while same. I was new, you know, while mm-hmm. I was trying to learn what this, what I needed to be, who I needed to be. So I, I made myself scarce. Nobody could find me. Yep. I mean, I was hiding out down on the river and, but you were the same way, dad. And oh, yeah. then after you gained strength, you had the opportunity to go back and lead some of those people. But yep. in the I early going, we, I would be, we were hidden. I would be telling people about the change of my life. I, I never thought I would have the opportunity to tell people that. Once I found that out, I said, I'd begin to put that into practice. And, and you look up one day and you see thousands that have responded. You say, this thing is as real as it gets. Life, so, life Dad, changes you mem- is a real a reality when people go from wickedness to loving God and loving their neighbor. It's a gigantic thing. It's no. hard to wrap that, your hey, head around it. It is. Let's, let's take our last break. Dad, do you remember that the first time one of them found you? I think it had been a few months. And they they asked where you'd been. And you said, that that old guy's he's he the one you're looking for is gone. He's yep. dead. Yep. <laughs> and they were I looking was, at you like, you were crazy. Was, Are you drunk? I was telling them what this text was saying. You, you're, right. you, you think you found me, but I got news for you. The one you're looking for is not this one. This one, he died, you know. I told them that. I said, he died, yeah, the one you're looking for. I remember for. you telling us. They looked at each yeah. other kind of crazy, and they're like, do what? I said, the <laughs> one you're looking for is, has died. I said, this is the new one. And they, they looked around. I, I will say that they got out of there pretty quick. They, they left. <laughs> yeah. They came after me, but I noticed they hit the road pretty quick. It reminds me of a story. I baptized a guy in the Mississippi River one time. And he had left his phone in his pocket. And so when he came out, he was like, God, you're I left my, I have my phone in my pocket. And he said, but you know what? He said, I need to go ahead and put this to death. I mean, so he just hummed it out in the river. And I thought, now that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> and I said, well, what about all your contacts? He said, no, that's why I threw it out there. Yeah, I don't well, want them calling yeah, well, me. Well, <laughs> I got news for you. I didn't even have one to throw away. I was just sitting there, but but I never purchased one. I said, but in no. his mind, I think he was going to get a new phone, but he just thought, I'm going to have to start over without them in the short term and get lined out. I mean, I, I could see his mind working, and I brought up this Colossians 3, actually, because it's like it's not good enough just to baptize your phone. Because that probably just, I don't know. I'm not sure it would work after, but some of them are waterproof. But then he realized. I think he might put it to death. I baptized it, but now, you know what? I'm about to go ahead and put it to death. And I'll start over with a new phone. And, you know, and I think that's a, it's a good thought for us to have about how that transition works. I mean, you're saved. God saved you. But there's a daily walk that's going to happen. And you're called to be holy and set apart and be out loud and on purpose, you know, for Jesus. But you're also, meantime, there's some things that's got to change here in the way I yeah. operate. And, and it, there's no easy way 
really to do it. It's bumpy. It, it's messy in that in that transition. But when he says that, set your mind on things above, or fix your eyes on Jesus, the Hebrews twelve or Hebrews three one. I mean, the first thing I think, the most simplistic thing I tell people is even though we do this through faith, which is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. So we're certain that Jesus is real, even though we don't see him. If you put your mind on him and you fix your eyes on Jesus, you have the red letters in those four Gospels and some in Revelation and Acts, too, by the way. But you 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 can put your eyes on that, which gives you a visual image of Jesus on how he operated from a spiritual view. I think that's the easiest answer because, and I recommended that to our new brother yesterday. I said, you need to read the book of John. And he said, well, how often should I do it? I said, every day in the short term. I was like, you're not going to get it. Because he was thinking, when I read it, I got it. No, you're never going to get it because you're. it's giving you an image of Jesus. Well, you're going to learn something from his image, who is the invisible God in a human form. You're going to get something for the rest of your life. And then at some point, you're going to start noticing the image you're getting from Jesus is going to be living out in your life, yep. in your daily walk. It's it's going to connect. And you're like, oh, this is this is what Jesus is doing in this situation. What do you think about that, Al? No, I think you're right on target. Um, and your story made me think of a, a, I got invited to come out to camp one time and, uh, and I'm like, Jay's and I both get so many opportunities to speak to young people. And I usually tell, you know, my story of how Jesus rescued me, you know, in my youth and, uh, and uh, how much of it I squandered. So, you know, I, I shared with him and then after it was over, this kid comes up to me and, uh, he said, he said, well, can I talk to you for a minute about what you talked about? I said, sure. So we sat down under a tree out there at Camp Chioka, 18-year-old kid, and he tells me his story, and it was a lot like mine. And he was like, you know, I've been here now. I think the camp had been going on for four days. He said, I was so embittered about being here. But he said, when you when you were telling about what God had done in you, I realized I, I want that. You know, I, I want to change. And so I, and so I said, well, how did, so you, but you decided to come here? He said, no. He said, we came down to bring my sister to camp and we get here. They're from Kansas. We get here and everybody, we go, we take her stuff in and all that. When we go back to get in the car, I'm getting ready to leave. They've packed me a bag and gave it to me and said, you're staying too. <laughs> and so <laughs> his parents were just like, you know what? We can't do anything with you but you're going to spend a week down here in these woods. And they were fans of the show and Jace Cole and them. Mm -hmm. That's back when they were campers. Yeah. And I said, so you were brought here, not of your own accord. He said, yeah. And he said, I, I was not well, happy. But you know, he said, the first thing they did, he said, they took my phone, you know, so I couldn't call my girlfriend. I couldn't call my friends. Cause that you turn your phone in when you go to camp. And he, he said, I was mad. I was like, what has happened? He said, but then the more I started listening, I started realizing all that was there. And the reason I tell the story, Jason, because he was, we wound up baptizing him at the end of the week and he went back to Kansas, a changed man. And so he goes out in his backyard. He likes to hunt. He took his shotgun. He threw the cell phone up in the air and shot it with his shotgun. And that <laughs> oh, was his fun. way. 
I that did the same thing in a manner of speaking. I, I wanted to say this for in our last couple of minutes, though. But when he in verse eight, when he said, "You must rid yourselves of all such things," and he goes through this anger, rage, malice, slander, filthy language. You don't lie to each other, and you don't put on the new cell. When you think of the phrase "get rid of something," it made me think of because I, you know, I ate shrimp six times last week, and I went through the same process. Because old and new represent the new, the new self represents the good stuff, and the old is the bad stuff. Well, you know, shrimp is one of my favorite things to eat on the planet. And what do you do? You take the good stuff, which is the meat in the middle, and I'll devein them because that vein's bad, and I put that with the shells. On, on one plate, the meat goes into a pot and I cook them various ways and we eat them and enjoy them. But y'all know where I'm going with this. You must get rid of that old stuff. I, now, I don't mean you're like, well, I'll just leave it right in the middle of the where I peeled them for a couple of days. No, you better get rid of it. Yeah. And look, not <laughs> only get rid of it, bury it. Yeah, I, you don't go throw it out in your yard, because then That's here comes right. the flies. Then the dogs yeah. go out and roll around. They bring it back. We're still dealing with the my dog, advice when they get the refuse that has been culled. I said, take that, Dan, and throw that, but make sure you throw it in the water. The fish will feed on it. And I said, but but, yep. but don't throw Recycle. it on the bank. Throw it in the water and don't throw the plastic bag out there with it. I said, dump it. Nope. Bring the plastic bag back. Put it in the garbage. But get the hulls. And the deveining of the, the veins that come out of shrimp, get them out in the water. <laughs> well, so. I didn't mean to start a, a debate on how we get. <laughs> well, and what I've said is, if there's something in between you and God that's good and has affected all your relationships and is is just sent your life down a downward spiral, and Jesus, His calling you makes you aware of that. It's one thing to set it aside; it's another thing to get rid of it. That's I mean, why get rid you, of it is a strong phrase. That's why you say, well, well, you won't even know it's there if you got rid of it. You will if you threw it on the dirt because yeah. there's a smell that comes off of it oh my for goodness. good reason. Yeah. So you get all rid of all the smelly stuff. That's why life. I don't mind a guy shooting a $1,000 phone because I'm thinking in his mind, there's no amount of money. There's no nothing you were doing. If you feel that strongly about that without somebody telling you to do it, He's just been doing a lot of mischief. It's caused so many problems that he's got to take a break. And like you say, That's it's right. not the phone. I mean, and one day he may revisit and do good things on it. No, but you're right. And he linked that. He linked his life where it was in that moment. That was his full surrender. It's like we're, we're killing that old self. And we're getting rid my, of it. That's what it, here's that's my what, symbol. Yeah. Here's I hear my symbolic more and more, way even from the news media. I hear more and more people who have at least curtailed the number of hours that they're on the, the little cell phone, they at least the to have a retake and say, yeah. you know what, uh, for the next six hours, the next two days, I'm going to be cell phone free for a while, just not hear any of that. Yeah. Well, well I, let's I, do, I just let's, went extraordinary way to just let's call the whole thing, but... Uh, Let's continue this in the after hour session. Yeah, because yep. I've got a I've got a the rest of the story on my young man, so I'll tell it to you. All right. Thanks for listening to the Unashamed Podcast. Help us out by rating us on iTunes. And don't miss an episode by subscribing on YouTube and be sure to click that little bell to get notified about new episodes.
And for even more content that you won't get anywhere else, subscribe to Blaze TV at blazetv.com slash unashamed.